Hello and welcome to another episode of The Traveling Introvert with our career conversation segment that we do once a month. I am really excited to speak to this following human because they popped up in my feed. I have a I have a feed where I stalk other introverts and um, <laughs> I sent out a message on their website being like, yo, you don't know me, but can you come on my podcast? And they said yes. So I am now going to pass it over to today's guest, Duval. How are we doing? Yay! Hello, hello. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me on. My name is Duval. I am a residential interior designer in Fairfax, Virginia, based just outside of Washington, D.C. And I am an introvert. (laughs) Well, that's my first question out the window. Um, (laughs) Now I'm going to be scrambling. What does introversion mean to you when you say you are an introvert? Yeah, um... Obviously, I think the main definition that most people know is that just we get our energy by being with ourselves and by ourselves. And so where um, others can relatively drain you out of your energy, I think for me, introversion is really just um, I find my peace and my calm um, being centered within myself and with myself. Um, I think that's what my introversion looks like. All right. Thank you. Uh, I love, uh, it's interesting that you said you think most people know that introversion is this but if you look up the Cambridge Dictionary there's a whole other definition there that is not that really yeah yeah I've got a personal oh. vendetta against the Cambridge Dictionary it's been ongoing for years it's it's updated slightly and <laughs> I then I, I went and looked and I was like no why are you still doing this um, but it's oh, one wow. of the reasons why people feel the way they do about introversion is because there's a lot of outside yeah. stuff that says things that might not be correct so, oh. I know, right? So, with that in mind, um, and you said it's, you know, being with yourself and, and from what I'm gathering, it's also knowing yourself and what you can do. Is there something yeah. that you do regularly that has improved your business? Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a, a number of things I do. In regards to, like, my introversion, I do have set times in my schedule that I'm by myself. So I am uh, married for about five years now and we have a little dog and I love my wife and I love my dog. Um, but there are times in our schedule that several hours out of the week is just for me. And so that's just for me to recenter. I just need space by myself. I don't need anyone needing anything from me. So that's definitely like really big. And even my wife, she's very good about like, hey, like you need your time alone because I can get like irritable (laughs) um also um I time block my schedule pretty well so I'm a very big person on time blocking so that my time I feel like I have control over it because I think also again as an introvert like when you have too much spontaneity and I think that can be draining for me like I can't have too much of just like anything goes and we go anywhere and do anything I'm not really even though I seem like a fun person I'm not really a spontaneous person so I think I do that a lot yeah and it helps. It helps my business. Okay. I want to go in two different directions. One, you mentioned you have a partner. And so how did you communicate with them your needs as an introvert? Uh, I was like, I need to be left alone. Like, I love you, but I need you to leave me alone. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Um, and then, of course, like, we have therapy. Like, we, we, we've been through, well, we don't have one now, but... Um, we've been through a lot of therapy just because 
Uh, I'm a person who I don't feel like, I feel like I need help expressing kind of what I need just within myself, for myself and with someone else, right? And I think that I read as an extrovert. So it's very, I think it looks contradictory when it seems like I want to be left alone. But then if you put me around people, like I seem very lively and social, but then by ourselves, I seem like I'm not, I don't want to be social. So that was a long, we had to like learn how to communicate that, my actions basically. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And so many more people uh, should do therapy just to do therapy because (laughs) everyone needs it. We're not, we're not born and we don't automatically know all the things. And then we meet different people and different people communicate differently or not. We all have stuff and things. So yes to that. And really quick, and really quick, she communicates very differently where she is an identical twin and she has always had someone. So she's from birth to when we got married, she was always with her twin. I know. And then we got married late in life. So for 35 years, she's, you know, she was with someone sharing space, always having space. So then putting that with someone who's a massive introvert. Oh, we had a, it was a, it was a very tricky conversation we were having. <laughs> yeah. Y'all can't see my face, but I'm doing, face. I'm doing the shocked Pikachu. Oh no, that's that. Y'all terrible. should see her face. It's just like, oh no. Okay. So, and then the other part of that was you mentioned time blocking. Did you always do time blocking or did you, how did you figure out that that was the method that would work for you and your business? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't always time block. I knew I, I was always pretty good about my schedule. So I, if I have events or things to go to, that was always pretty good to be in my calendar because I don't like to miss things. I like to be on time. I like to be early where I can. Um, and I'm very good about commitments. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Like no questions asked. And then as work got busier and then I think the demand on our, our brand was getting bigger and it still is time blocking makes sure it helps me make sure that I'm not forgetting to do work that I've already committed to, but it also acts as a protection. I can just put, you know, time in the office. And if someone asks me something and I don't want to do it. I'll just be like, actually, I don't have, it's not available. I don't have capacity that day to do it. Um, so I think that also kind of protects me just for my, like, again, my own space and like the need to like recharge. So it's been super helpful. Mm-hmm. And so with running your own business, do you have colleagues? Yes, I have. Uh, my team consists of, it's five of us. And then her team is now two of them. And then we have two ancillary three ancillary team members that um, come in and out of the business kind of like as um, an independent contractor. So it's a total of, uh, was it three, 10, maybe 10 of us, 10 or 11, something like that. And so with the amount of people that you have on your team, how do you go about setting boundaries with them and their needs? Such a good, thoughtful questions. Look at you just being awesome. Um, I, um, well, my team knows how I am. So at this point, like they, they are all kind of like, I don't know, I'm pretty good. I don't know. I, I'm pretty good about like, you know, at my desk, I will wear my headsets so that I can just kind of focus and just, I don't want to be involved in a lot of conversation. And then days and weeks where, um, I think I'm pretty good about like just setting, setting my boundaries, right? Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I will work from home so that I'm not bothering and I'm not disrupting someone else's good space. Right. 
And then when we have to socialize a lot for our job, so whether we travel for work or we're having to do events for like a week or so, um, I usually will take the next week and I'll work from home just kind of just to kind of have my own space, you know. So I think everybody kind of read, reads me pretty well. But I think for the most part, most of the team, well, half the team is probably introverts. Okay. And so when you're onboarding, when people don't know you, how do you express what the culture is like in your organization? Um, I do. Yeah, I talk to them about culture a lot. Actually, culture is very big for me. I'm very crazy about my culture because I want everyone to want to come to work. So we cultivate that very heavily. And as far as like introversion goes, as far as that, and um, I do kind of let them know up front. I'm like, okay, like I seem very social and I'm very personable, um, but I'm not a really social person. So don't misread it. Like, you know, and sometimes like I think I, my facial expressions, because I might be deep in thought, will look more concerning than I am. So I always try to like prep client, um, new people just like, hey, just don't worry about my face. Um, anything you need, I'm here for you. And then I think over time, just being around me, I think people can see the the dichotomy, I would say, of my brand and what we offer clients versus how I manage my time in the office. So, yeah, that brings us on to clients. How do clients handle the boundaries that you may put up for them? Um, the clients are pretty, all of our clients are pretty good, but also we, we have a pretty good, like, onboarding system. And, like, I'm pretty good about um, managing their expectations expectations so most clients just kind of read us as extroverts so they, they would think nothing different and we don't have any reason to not tell them otherwise and then our system is set so that our customer interface for an entire project can be as little as five interactions which is why is which is how I structure the business to minimize my for the for minimizing it draining me I know she's laughing at me <laughs> no, laughing and giving happy hands just happy hands happy hands no, you can you can relate. I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure other listeners can relate. I've I used to have a lot of touch points with clients, a lot of interaction, and I after realizing like this is my business and that's not something that gives me life. It drains me. Um, we've set our business up. You know, we have touch points, and at each one of the touch points, I have my team members. Um, all with me almost on every visit so that I always have an escape. And my team also knows, I sound crazy the more I talk about this. <laughs> I think they get it. They can start seeing my facial expressions. Hey, we need to get me out. And it's not because I can't manage it, but it's also because like running a business and we're everywhere all the time, I have to reserve energy, you know? And so I can't just give it all at every moment. I have to be strategic with it. Um, and I think that's another thing probably most people can relate. Like every day I start out with a certain level and I try to give as much as I can throughout the day strategically. And then when I'm out, I'm out. I don't, I don't tell you. <laughs> That's it. And so with your business and your career and the brand that you're building, can you tell me one or two misconceptions that people might have about it? Oh yeah. We have a ton of misconceptions. I think so. My business is, um, we do interior architecture and design. And I think most people, when they think about interior designers, it's just like, oh, pillows and fabric and window treatments. And that is exactly what we do. That's not, you know, that's not uncommon and that's what we do. 
Um, but I also tell people like for us and many other designers, we do full new builds. We work with developers and architects. And what that means is, so any house that you walk in, someone had to make decisions for everything in that house. And that's what we do. So your floor color, your window treatments, the trim details, your crown molding, your lighting, your window um, framework, the cabinets, the knobs, the tile work, where did it start? Where did it stop? What color is the grout? How tall is the tile? I think a lot of people think builders do that. And I think they think the contractors are doing that. And that's actually not true. That's what designers do. Like we make every selection where your lighting is placed, how high the lighting is placed, the color of your light bulbs. Um, and then we also come back in with furnishings. So we're doing area rugs, um, sofas and chairs. But I think people don't realize how holistic our work is. So that's a big misconception. Mm, and so... Oh, can I give you one more? Can I give you one more? I, I think another misconception is that we do this as a hobby, which there are some decorators who do. And so there, I've had a lot of people, well, not as so much now because we're much more established, but starting your career, they're like, oh my God, you should help me with my house. Oh my God, come over here. I don't do this for fun. I do this and I get paid for it. So it's a very different, it's a very different thing. <laughs> yes. Don't get trapped on the friends and family train where you're doing yes, everything at a correct. discount and then, yeah, correct. don't do it. Um, <laughs> don't do it. And so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, does this mean you deal with commercial properties or residential properties or a mixture? Correct. So we mostly stick with residential and we can do what we call light commercial. So if it's just um, FF&E fabrics finishes and um, um, we will do that. Like I can put in chairs and, and change the walls and colors and flooring. But when it comes to construction of a commercial building, I'm less likely to try that. But inside of a home, I can move anything in the house. I can turn your whole house, you know, but any any kind of way we rip out the kitchen stairwells flooring all of your lighting all of your plumbing and we can put everything back wow that is awesome and so with <laughs> the business and the misconceptions one of those misconceptions probably is the type of people or the amount of people that you have to deal with many people because they might assume what you mentioned that it's just like pillows and floors but you only deal with one person um I'm assuming from what you've said that that is not the case. So how do you yeah. deal with networking for your business and needing to meet different people for different things in different ways? That's a fantastic question. Um, one Now that we're a team, I can actually delegate out work. And so we have a lot of touch points with a lot of people. So just putting together, um, let's just say a sofa, that alone has several touch points because as designers, we don't just buy off the floor. So I'm not going to Crate and Barrel and buying a, a, a sofa. I'm actually going to the manufacturer. We're buying the frame. We'll buy the fabric from a different vendor. I'll buy trim work from a different vendor that has to go to one location for the sofa to be assembled. Then that has to be shipped to a carrier who will take it to a receiver who then delivers to us. There are a lot of touch points just for one piece of furniture. That doesn't include like your tile work and your contractors and then your lighting people and your HVA specialists. So one, if you can delegate, uh, you know, I have different team members working on different things. So I have one team member hurt, um, She's a purchasing agent, so she manages all of our accounts. So all of the conversations with where we buy materials, she handles that for me. And then we have our project coordinator who kind of navigates and then our design, whatever, design, design team. And then as far as like with um, just like like conversations, I tried to minimize, again, how many 
Um, wait, was this a, was this a part of the question? I feel like I just lost the rest of that question. <laughs> so, because how do you build your network? Because you have to deal oh, with so many yeah, different yeah. humans. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, I was rambling. <laughs> um, and my network, yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Um, oh, it's a great question. I'm drained by the question. Good Lord. Okay, so I am very good at networking. I that is that is something that I have put a lot of time into. I'm extremely strategic about that. I do not, I'm not a haphazard kind of person. Um, and I've learned that networking has built my company. It has sustained my company. It is what's growing my company. So in doing that, um, I do try to like minimize how much like massive interaction I have to have for networking through the week. So I may do one or two events or one or two touch points of something like that to kind of like make sure that I come in with, with enough energy. I also am pretty good about follow-ups, staying on top of things, um, and in building my networks with people, just um, staying on the forefront of people's minds or, like, you know, just kind of making sure they had a good experience with me. Um, even if they don't remember what I said, like, how did I make them feel? Like, how did they feel around me? Like, that's very important to me. Um, so I guess that's one of the ways I navigate, I guess, networking. The follow-up question you mentioned about, being good at follow-up and a lot of the times I get clients who are very much like I don't want to network because then how do I follow up how do I keep in touch how ah. do I keep track and then get overwhelmed and then don't want to do it so how do you oh god I get that keep track yeah I get that um I learned that some of the follow-up doesn't have to be as big as I think you, you kind of because sometimes you can it is one of those things that you can feel like, oh, God, like, here's another relationship that I have to cultivate for a long time. I don't have the capacity to manage this. Like, I very much understand that. So moving conversations to emails is very good so that it kind of gives you that space. It doesn't feel like a phone call. Um, I'm also very good about sending small gifts. So like a little thing to an office, whether it's chocolates or wine bottle or florals arrangements i think that's always a way to show people that you're thinking about them without feeling like there has to be an, an additional follow-up conversation um that's been good um yeah i think those are some ways oh man gifts gifts and cards um if you have that yeah. information all right so thinking about everything that you've done with your brand and your career and your business what is something that you would tell or what is something that you wish you had known and would have taken action on 10 years ago 10 years ago business business wise right yeah 10 years ago well one I didn't have my business at that time I would have told myself to start sooner I wish I had started sooner because I wish I would I feel like I would have been I would be further along I think and my business like brand I think we're doing well for where we are I think for the few years that we've been in business I think we've gained a lot of traction very grateful to that um to that whole situation but I wish I had started sooner and then in starting the business learning to create systems and processes that navigate the business um, is so vital because it can protect our personal energy. It can protect our capacity to uh, manage relationships and our the process of our business at, at whole. I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk enough about. It's when you have your own business, you need to know how the business is run and how you want it to run and set systems in place to make sure it does. Support that. Or oh, you can't scale. 
No. Oh, you can't scale. That's right. All right. You can't get any bigger. Can't take on more clients. There's only so much energy you have. And so, very true. thank That's you for it. all of that. Final question is: Yep. In your opinion, is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> First off, the fact that you were so serious about that question, I love it. <laughs> Secondly, before I answer. Hot dogs are my favorite food, actually. That I love hot dogs. And then third, I've never thought about that. And I'm going to go with, yes, it is a sandwich. It's a sandwich. What is your reasoning behind hot dogs being a sandwich? I mean, now you have me second guessing. I don't know. <laughs> I... I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with no. Okay, it's not a sandwich. <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> That's that a great question. Great. Yeah. Because you get engineers who are very much just about the structure and how many pieces of bread. It's, it's one of those questions that depending on how your mind works, depends on like where you filter into what you think about it. It does. Yeah, it does have the same applications. There, there are, there is bread surrounding meat and there are additional condiments and vegetables attached to it either way. So, sounds like a sandwich to me. All right. All right. We'll take wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. How do you, wait, wait, What? what's your answer? Oh, no, I do not have an answer. This is an ongoing <gasps> question in our household that um is a thing. And if you pick a side, then, then all bets are off. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, okay, got it. Got I'm it. Got going, it. Well, if you view it this way, but then if you view it this way, is an ice cream sandwich a sandwich? Is a like you can go. It's a very slippery slope. It's a very, very slippery okay. Slope. Yeah. Does it have to be bread? I like it. Does it have to be vegetable? Does it have to be meat? Yeah. It just. It's a calzone sandwich. Is a it it, it it can get it can get yeah. I'm literally going to go back into the office and I will ask my team this. It's a great conversation <laughs> thing. I used to do a lot of. Um, online um, sort of co-working back back in the day uh -huh. and that it was supposed to be a five minute break and that question like would break everything every time people just keep <laughs> keep messaging in the chat about it so uh, yeah, it's a great I question. love that um, so thank you so very much for sharing your time your expertise your knowledge your your warmth with us here today can you let, let the people kind. know where they can find more about you and the awesome work that you do you are very kind. Um, Instagram is usually where you guys can find us. It's, the handle is uh, Duval Design LLC. That's D-U-V-A-L-D-E-S-I-G-N-L-L-C. Um, everything's there. That We have our website, DuvalReynolds.com, which is my first and last name. Um, yeah, we would love to connect. All right. Thank you so very much. And listeners, you can do anything that you want to do. Just manage your energy. Thank you for listening. This is Janice at thecareerintrovert.com, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your day.